from San Diego, California. This is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call, 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about when trust is broken and the first steps needed to begin rebuilding that trust with your spouse. And trust is often broken through lies. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we hear from so many we've experienced ourselves. And I want you to think about this quote from businessman, speaker, and author, Bo Bennett. He says, for every good reason there is to lie, there is a better reason to tell the truth. Yeah, and that reason is so you don't get caught in your lie. And so you don't have to spend all the energy. And so that you don't have to deal with rebuilding trust. But the reality is, is that so many marriages just like ours have had broken trust. And that's really what we're going to dig into today. Want to start off this episode of One Extraordinary Marriage with a hug. We love hearing from each one of you and about how the One Extraordinary Marriage show has impacted your marriage. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Thrive 90 Fitness Program. They say, give us 30 minutes and we'll give you a sexy body that you'll love to share with your spouse. It's time to take your life back, look and feel fantastic and be the spouse and parent you and your family deserve. Thrive 90 Fitness was designed specifically to take you by the hand and lead you to the best shape of your life while keeping your family first, guaranteed. You can learn more about that at thrive90fitness.com slash go inside. And this was actually, this hug is an iTunes uh, review that we received. And this is from... Can I just say one thing? Oh, yeah. As of this recording, I just want to give a huge shout out to all of you who continue to reply on iTunes, on Instagram, or wherever it may be, Facebook, directly to us. It means a ton. And for those of you who've been on iTunes recently, right before this show, we were up to 199 review, not reviews, but um, ratings, ratings, Mm -hmm. four and a half stars. I mean, folks, going into five years of doing this, that's amazing. And just a really heartfelt thank you goes out to you, whoever you are that has gone in there and said, Hey, Tony and Lisa have done this or they've done that. Like them, don't like them, whatever it may be. We appreciate it. I always love it when he says like them, don't like them. Cause it's true. You know what? Be honest with us. We're honest with you guys. We obviously love hearing all the good stuff, but every once in a while, something little critical comes in and we're okay with that too. But this review uh, was titled Saved My Marriage. And this was by Tracy LA2. And she said, I was searching the internet for marriage help and found this podcast, which led me to a free consultation with Elisa. Then an incident led to me leaving my spouse. And I thought that this is it. It's over. There's no turning back. I told my spouse I would talk to him if he would talk to Elisa. My spouse does not like therapists as we have only had marginal success with this approach. Elisa is not a counselor. She is a marriage coach. By the grace of God, we have made a commitment to each other. Each day together, we consider a blessing because we did not think our marriage was salvageable. It is still painful and we still have a lot of work to do, but we are going to make it. 
Thank you, Tony and Elisa, for being so open and sharing your story and hearts to benefit others. Well, all I, I can say for myself is thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just give you guys major kudos for taking the step and for you for, you know, going after it, you know, and, and that's awesome. It really is. And I obviously know this couple uh, pretty well. I've spent time with them um, through numerous strategy sessions and working one-on-one. And I will say um, they were a couple, especially the husband, that was skeptical of this approach. And yes, do they still have work to do in their marriage? Absolutely. But you know what? They are doing it and they are committed and they are open to doing things differently. And that's what's ultimately going to salvage their marriage. Because just like Tony said in the opening of the show, we're talking about trust and we're talking about rebuilding trust. And this marriage, that review came about as a, result, as a consequence of broken trust. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's the little white lie that gets found out about, or if it's, you know, finances that are completely upside down and left and right and all over the place because you haven't been open and you've been, you know, secreting money or spending or whatever, or if it's infidelity or if it's, I I don't know what, but I would venture to say that every marriage at some point in time has had a trust issue. Us included. We'll raise our hand to that. We've had trust issues since the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. We, we've had circumstances and we've shared a lot of them with all of you on the show. But for those of you that don't know, for those of you that are first time listeners, we are so happy to have you here with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our trust issues have stemmed from the fact that Tony came into our marriage with a pornography addiction. We have had financial infidelity where I have kept purchases from Tony. And, you know, those of you that are listening to this show the first time, this is being recorded right around Christmas. And Christmas has in the past been an issue for us mm-hmm. with overspending and secretive spending and things like that. You know, we've had emotional infidelity. We've had these challenges that have caused trust to be broken. And I want to just share with you, because some of you may not know what that word trust means. Like we all kind of think we have this general understanding, but Miriam Webster defines trust as a belief that someone or something is reliable, good, or honest. And when trust is broken, we find out that the person that we love, that we have trusted is not reliable or is not honest. I'm not going to get into the good and bad because that's kind of a nebulous, mm-hmm. vague term, but honest and reliable. I, I think those, when when we think of trust and when you think of trust, what comes through your mind most likely is that this person that I love so dearly has not been honest with me mm-hmm. and I can't rely on them anymore. I can't rely on the fact that they're going to tell me straightforward the truth of what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with Elise on this good or bad. That's, that's, that's a, that's a tough one. And, um, so I think with, for this discussion, we'll stick with reliable and honest. And every week and Tony, I know you see all the emails that come in too. We get a ton of emails 
from folks who are saying something along the lines of, we have broken trust in our marriage. I want to rebuild the trust in my marriage. I don't know how to rebuild the trust in our marriage. We've had these problems. We don't know what to do. Is the marriage salvageable? Well, you heard from that iTunes review that marriages are salvageable. Okay, so pretty much if you two are willing to work on it, you can rebuild the trust. Now, here's the thing. Rebuilding trust is not a one time, it's not a one and done. Like you say you're sorry and you promise not to do it ever again and poof. So it's funny. all good. You guys can't see that, but we both just like put our hands up in the air like poof. Um, it's all good. And I know. We need to start video for some of these because there's white, so fluffy, white fluffy unicorns <laughs> come. Yeah, like all of a sudden we're all good because when trust is broken, there is real pain. Mm-hmm. And there's actually pain for both of you because you don't get to a point where you're breaking somebody's trust if everything is good and going along well. You've been dealing with pain yourself and then you break the trust of the person that you say you love and they are now having to deal with pain, right? There's hurt, there's disappointment, there's anger, there's frustration, there's all kinds of bad words flying out of people's mouths, there's all kinds of emotions, there's tears, there's, there's screaming, there's the silent treatment because people are processing. Cold shoulder, sleeping on the couch, not, I mean not replying to text messages or emails or anything of that nature. I mean, a lot of this happens and we know it because it's happened in this house Mm -hmm. as well. Some form or some of those have, and we can, we can see it from both ways. Me telling lies and hiding about my viewing of pornography many years ago, Elisa, on the other hand, I mean, she brought it up, just overspending. And when we say overspending, it's that Elisa and I come together and we talk about our finances. So we talk about, hey, how much are we going to spend for Christmas? And if we come up with a number, say $1,000 or $2,000, whatever that number is. We never spend that much money. I know. I'm just saying. It's whatever that number is for you too. I'm I'm just saying for you guys, (laughs) I don't know what you spend. that's, That's up to you guys. And yet, it's when your spouse goes over mm-hmm. that number that breaks your tr- that breaks that trust because you had an agreement. We we it's not a signed agreement. It's not like I'm going into business with her on this deal, but we had an agreement. Hey, we're going to spend a thousand bucks this year. That that needs to cover us. That needs to cover the kids. That needs to cover the parents. That needs to cover everybody. So when we go over by five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, or whatever it may be, that's a broken trust. And we have that Uh, a couple of years ago. You could listen to a few episodes that came out in January and you'll hear because of the fact that if I overspend, guess what? It's got to come out of the next month's budget because of the fact that we're Mm self-employed. And it was this very tense set of conversations Mm -hmm. because we had to work through that. And, And, you know, like I was saying a few minutes ago, this whole idea of rebuilding trust is not a one and done. Mm-hmm. I, neither one of us have ever you know, been able to say, I'm sorry, I promise not to do that again and have it be all hunky dory. Right. Wow. That's a very dated term. Okay. Just keep rolling with that guys. <laughs> um, because Love here's it. the thing. You know, we are so willing early on in a relationship to give our trust. I mean, most people you meet them, you automatically give trust, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's just kind of a, a, 
most people, I know you get some very highly skeptical people that you're a little bit slower to give trust, but for the most part, people give trust pretty easily. And yet when, when trust is broken, rebuilding the trust is a much more challenging process. Because when you have all of those feelings of pain, when you have those feelings of hurt and of disappointment, now you've got to overcome that. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about because it's not, you know, I've worked with enough couples who are like, I just don't understand, you know, the person that broke the trust says, I just don't understand why they can't get over it. Like I'm doing all this good stuff. What's the problem? Right. And that's me. I mean, I was there when I had to shed light on my pornography. And I mean, this is the most, I bring this one up often folks, because it's still so many years later, still has an impact on me. I can still remember these. Now, don't get me wrong. There are still times here in the recent past where things didn't go well. And maybe I told a white lie and then I have to go back and tell Elisa and it's not as good. But those are smaller ones. Doesn't mean they're any better. It's still not good to do. But when I had to tell Elisa about my pornography addiction and I tried to just sort of placate it, mm-hmm. just downplay it, no big deal. Shouldn't be that big of a, big of a problem, you know, let's just laugh this off. You know, that's, that's sort of my, that's my personality sort of coming out, just going, Hey, it's okay. It's no big deal. Let's just, let's just roll with it. And yet here's another person that I've said my, I do's to, and she needs to process that. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that and accept that she does have to process that and she does and she has every right to ask questions and be upset and go through these emotions she has that right to go through them and i had to understand that and allow myself to be vulnerable during this time to be open and honest with her so that i could be, rebuild that trust and let her know that hey i'm not going to go down that road again right because it's not it's not linear. Many of you have heard of the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about denial and anger and um, acceptance. And, you know, so you're working through these. So there's denial and isolation. There's anger. There's bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And, you know, when you're dealing with loss and grief, you know, most people talk about these, you know, a lot of times when it comes to somebody dying. The same thing happens when trust is broken. That is a death of what was in the relationship. So you're going to experience, or you're going to see your spouse. If you're the one that broke the trust, you're going to see your spouse going through, you know, these different stages. And if you're the one whose trust was broken, you may very well be going through these where you're angry, where you're like trying to bargain with God or with your spouse, or, you know, you're fighting through this and then you get to an acceptance point, but it's not linear. Right. You know, you might be moving towards acceptance and then bam, out of the blue, you get a reminder of whatever the transgression was and you're way back all the way at anger again or you're isolating yourself. And then you're moving forward and you're going back and forth. Here's the thing. Time. Your spouse needs time. You can't just be like, well, you know what? It's been a week. Get over it. Get over it. Like move on already. I don't understand why you're so angry. I don't understand why you're still crying about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those of you that have broken the trust, here's the thing. You took time doing whatever you did. 
Okay, plain and simple. Whether you chose to spend money, whether you chose to feed your addiction, whether you were watching pornography, whether you were having it, whatever it was, you invested time in whatever that action may be. You need to afford your spouse the same consideration in working through it. Okay, you don't get to make snap decisions. And you also, here's the other thing that I see so many times, and I know we've done it ourselves, Tony, is that those little white lies, those little mm, fudges of the truth, trying to paint ourselves into a better picture, trying to, you know, maybe not hold full accountability or take full accountability for our actions. That's a no-go when you're rebuilding trust. Mm -hmm. I think one area that we should bring this up in, and I think it's one that most people would overlook is when it comes to sex. Okay. I really, this is an area that I think when we talk about trust a lot, and many of you can relate to a spouse who is not being truthful when it comes to sex, that they're putting up, Hey, I'm too tired. I have a headache. Um, I don't feel well, not tonight. The kids are sleeping in the bedroom. The kids are sleeping in the bedroom again. Um, faking orgasms, faking orgasms. I think, you know, as, as we talk through this, I think about that and how those words and those actions really impact us, mm-hmm. you know, and it goes from the bedroom into other areas of our lives. It's okay that I tell my spouse that I have a headache tonight. And that goes from saying that over and over and over again to the point where your spouse doesn't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why your spouse decides to go have an extramarital affair mm-hmm. because the trust has been broken for years and years and years. And they've asked you time and time again to get help or let's go get help or let's talk through this or let's figure this out and every time your spouse says that to you, you just bring up another reason why you can't do it. Another little white lie. And so I'm just, as we're talking through this, maybe in your own life, in your own marriage, maybe that's a place where there's broken trust. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting that you bring this up because when I was being interviewed um, this past week on the Real Women Talk Show, mm-hmm. this was one of the areas that came up in the conversation right. about you know faking orgasms, about not being honest with sex, and that is a real. It is a big area. It's a big area because that's you know we talk week in and week out. It seems like about that most intimate of bonds, the sexual intimacy. And when you're not keeping the truth on that one, when you're not building, actively building trust in that area of your marriage, that, that is a weak link that can go, that can break on you super, super fast. And and believe me, folks, in our marriage, 18 years in, there are still moments in time when I am lying next to Elisa thinking to myself, do I initiate tonight? Do I not? Do I make the move? Is she going to say something to me? Is she not? You know, 
all of us, no matter who we are, we have these reservations in our, in our bedrooms. And yet it's when we can be truthful and honest though, because I know, even though I'm feeling this way, even though I know I'm having these conversations in my own mind, I have to be able to bring them up and open up and be honest with Elisa that I'm going to get an honest answer from her. And that's what typically what needs to happen. Well, and a lot of your feelings come from the many years, probably the first 10, 11 or so, where I wasn't honest, where I continuously broke your trust mm-hmm. about initiating, about building intimacy, about building our relationship. Because I was like, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I got things to do. Yeah, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not important. I mean, really, when you break someone's trust, what you're telling them is you're not important. Mm-hmm. Something else is more important than my relationship with you. And I'm telling you, it's really hard to have a marriage where you are continuously telling someone through your words and your actions, you're not important. Right. And that, that's what broken trust is. I've never said that out loud, but here you guys got it first on this episode. And that is something that I will be sharing with people going forward. Right. And so what do you do at this point in time? You're probably going, okay. I have, because, and here's the thing though, folks, it's real easy for me and for you to point at your spouse and go, you've been lying to me. You're not being truthful with Mm me. Instead, in this instance, I think we got to look inward and go, okay, what have I done? I've had to look inward on my own self and go, what have I done? Self-reflection. Okay. When have been those times that I have broken trust in my marriage? Mm -hmm. What have I done? And I need to be able to think this through because every one of those breaks and impacts my marriage. You can look at this with your kids. I mean, I can look at this with my own kids. I got called on it the other day. Yeah. I mean, these are things that constantly are happening. Is it, hey, you know, there are di- I, I will have to say there are different levels of breaking trust. I mean, there's a big difference from a white lie to a full on, you know, we're having an extramarital affair that's been going on for three years. Right. I I would agree with you. They all are, are damaging. I do think the severity of the damage varies. Correct. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, all sins are bad, but there are some that are more damaging. Yeah. And, and, and this is one of those cases, Hey, you know, white lies, not right, not good. I'm not saying they are. You build enough of them together, you got a big old honking. You got a big old problem. And yet if we come together and say, hey, I said this and this is why I did it, accept my apology. I am sorry. And really when you're coming up to your spouse and you're saying you're sorry, it means you value the relationship more than your ego. And I'll tell you, this morning... I had to make that decision with my daughter because we had it out this weekend. And this morning I had to set aside my ego and tell her I was sorry. So think about that. You know, when you come and there's an an issue, a, a trust has been broken on your part. Is it your ego that's stopping you from going up to your spouse and saying, I'm sorry, because at that point in time, your ego is greater than your relationship. And I've been there and it's not worth it. 
And, and quite honestly, if your ego continues to be bigger than your relationship, your ego will be the only thing that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Tony said, the first thing you got to do is you got to, you got to self reflect. You've got to spend time quietly looking at your role in all of this. What have you done to break trust? And then it starts becoming more than that. Some of you may need a journal. Like some of you can just kind of like store it all in your head personally. And when I'm working with couples, I am a big fan of journaling. I don't care if you do it every day, but you got to get the thoughts that are spinning in your head out on paper, on your computer, wherever you do it. Yeah, it, that that's a good thing to do is just be able to write those things down on pieces of paper or whatever. Go get a moleskin. Just put that stuff down. Moleskin's a type of journal. Yeah. It's a brand of journal if you don't know. Yeah, just put that stuff down. Don't allow it to constantly just be chattering in your head. Mm-hmm. Believe me, this is one area that um, for me in business anyways, that I really get messed up on because I'll allow things just to keep mulling over in my head, mulling and mulling and mulling. And you know what? Your brain only has so much space. And after a while, you start forgetting stuff. (laughs) So just throw it down on paper. Throw it down in that journal. Write it down. Get it out. It doesn't need to be eloquent. It just needs to be down so it's out of your mind. Absolutely. Then the next thing that you need to do, and you know, one of the tools that we've put together to make this easy for you guys is he zigs, she zags. Get your mm-hmm. communication on the same path. This is a digital communication program. But the very first module of this program talks about having a state of our marriage conversation with your spouse. Right. The first module is called Choose Your Battles, Choose Your Time. And in this, we outline how to have that conversation. I was actually on a strategy session call earlier today talking with a husband who needs to have a state of our marriage conversation with his wife. And they actually have this program. And I said, okay, now I need you to listen to module one again and just kind of get your thoughts together about what you need to talk about and outline it. And, you know, the nice thing with the program too is that we even give you the worksheets and the cheat sheets so you know what you're doing. But that's the next step. You, you know, you've got you, all of this that you've identified that you've done. Right. Like we're going to practice now taking responsibility for your actions, because if you want to rebuild trust with someone else, you've got to own your part in this. I don't care if it's, you know, 10% your fault, 90% theirs or 70, 30 or 40, 60. I don't care what the percentages are. It takes two. Right. It takes two. It takes, you know, rejection, lack of communication, lack of time, all of these different things. And many more. I mean, those, that's just the tip of the iceberg to create a rift in your relationship. So when you start looking at yourself and then you start really focusing on that communication piece, because let's face it, most of the time when there's broken trust, it's because the communication has gotten off track. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that program is called He Zigs, She Zags, Get Your Communication on the Same Path. Because we know that for so many of you, and some of you are shaking your heads right now while you're listening to this show going, that's us. We're struggling in this place. We we can't communicate. He's done this. She's done that. We're like, you know, two ships passing in the night. Check out He Zigs, She Zags. It's super easy to know where to find it. It's hezigshezags.com. It's going to tell you what's in the program. And it's going to help you have that first conversation, that state of our marriage. Because when you start being able to sit down and talk to your spouse regularly, guess what? That connection, that's how you start to rebuild trust. Hmm. 
That's how you start finding out what's going on with them. No more white lies. No more hiding behind the masks. It's time to get real. You want to rebuild trust, you get real with your spouse. Both of you. This is not a one or another. This is not it's all him, it's all her. Uh-uh. Rebuilding means that you look at yourself. You own your stuff. They own their stuff. Yeah. And know that, hey, you may get over one area in life and one area that, hey, has been really irking at both of you guys and you get over it. And that's awesome. And that is kudos to you. Just realize that it could happen again in another area you know, another form of intimacy, like we talked at the, at the top of the show, could be in your emotional, it could be in your sexual, it could be in your financial, you know, and you always can come back and go, I'm sorry, I screwed up. My ego got ahead of me and it got ahead of our relationship. And so in that regard, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I want us to work back. You know, I want us to have the relationship we've had before, you know, and that's cool, but don't, don't ever think that you're alone in this. Believe me, you're, you're not trust is something that we need to work on daily, daily. You know, as I look at the, the love you guys wall of fame, I look at all these awesome couples up here. And if you're not up there, you send us a picture at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You put in the subject line, love you guys, pick, and we'll get you up here. But I look at these folks and I go, you know what? I know many of them just because we've had interactions. You know what? Trust has been broken and trust has been rebuilt. And even here between Elise and I, trust has been broken and we continue to rebuild it by apologizing, by looking at each other, by doing our state of our marriage conversations and we move forward. So this week, go out there. We know it's it's a it's a busier week, but each week we can work towards trusting each other more and building an extraordinary marriage. We love you guys and have a fantastic week.